You're listening to the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. I'm Justin, and today we're going to be talking about brand ambassadors. We want to learn how to turn your customers into brand ambassadors for your product or for your service. And of course, I got Brian Siddle across the table from me, and I got Rodney over to my right. How are you doing today, guys? Fantastic. It's a nice snowy Monday, isn't oh, it? Oh, we love Second snow. day of spring. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney's probably used to spring or um, spring snowstorms, eh? Being from Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. We have them every day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so like I said, we're going to talk about brand ambassadors today and how are we, how are we going to turn some of your most loyal customers and some of your employees into them. So the first thing I want to do is kind of see what you guys think or kind of define what a brand ambassador is. A brand ambassador is kind of like a champion for your brand. So you're trying to, you know, when you market, you're you're busy marketing away your products or service. But the more people that are drinking your Kool-Aid or on, and on, on board with what you're doing and telling their friends and spreading the message via social media or whatever other channels they might use, you know, kind of some of those people are doing that heavy lifting for you. Those are really brand ambassadors. So, I mean, it's not a new term that's from di- that kind of spurred from digital. It's always been there. Like, you know, you have a friend and he's got a guy that does his shingles. So when you need new shingles, you go to your bu- your buddy's guy. Your buddy has become a brand ambassador saying this guy is really good at shingling your roof. Exactly. Yeah. They kind of provide that. Um, they almost contribute that trustworthy promotion and make your brand visible to other people. They're a different type of a different level of marketing and we can really kind of leverage that type of thing when it comes to social media because I don't know about you guys I'm always looking for my friends and reviews online mm-hmm. yeah especially when I'm That's looking true. for like a service-based business like you talked about like shingles what differentiates one shingle or roofing company from the other to me it's oftentimes a recommendation or a great review I see online what are shingles Shingles uh, <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> on the roof. You know the stuff you put on your roof so the so the rain doesn't come through. Like tiles. Con- yes, similar to tiles. Canadian roof tiles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of word word. <laughs> it's a lot of word of mouth promotion for the most part. Um, brand conversations. Mm-hmm. There's loyalty and trustworthiness. I much rather turn to a friend of mine that I already know and trust when it comes to a bunch of other things and if they can recommend something to me I'm almost more likely to go that yeah. way. And you think about the way information flows online now and how you start searches for whatever you might be looking for. Like you said that the idea of peer reviews and what your friends are doing plays a big part in whatever you might be doing too. And yeah. the interesting thing too about brand ambassadors is if I'm getting a lot of good recommendations as a business and people really trust me, they buy into what I'm doing, that's a really cool, unique proposition that other businesses around in your little sphere of influence might not have. And all of a sudden, you don't have to be the cheapest business on the block to get business. You know, if people know that you are going to deliver a good service because your ambassadors have said so, your friends have said so, you don't need to be the, the, the cheap guy on the block, Absolutely. Right? Sometimes quality comes with price, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'd almost be willing to pay, you know, 10, 15, 20% more if I know the job or my service is mm-hmm. going to be done right mm-hmm. all the time and I'm going to be happy spending my hard-earned money, yeah, right? for sure. It's interesting you say that because I think what I get from, um, you know, what you guys have talked about is the brand ambassador is almost somebody who builds your reputation. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. They have gone out on a limb 
and used your service or product, whether it might be roofing. I guess we've. I, I, I guess we're using that. We're one down as the roofing. We're down yeah, the I guess we're using that, that that example today. But yeah, exactly. So they they've gone on a limb and they've used your product or service, whether it's based on a recommendation they got from one of their friends or something through their circle of, sorry, their network, and they've recommended to me. You're exactly right. They've gone. And they've taken that brand, they've used it, and now they're shilling it out for you. Mm-hmm. It's, totally. it's, it's unpaid marketing. It's yep. brilliant. Yep. So how do we go about creating these, these brand ambassadors, or at least cultivating our already growing base of super fans, right? How, how do we go about doing that? The, the first one is you have to have a good product or service. Because <laughs> like, it's true, right? Like, if, if you're not good at what you do, why on earth would people like you and recommend you so it really starts there, right? Yes, it's okay. Like, if enough. I'm not good at what I do, then I'm, don't be expecting to have ambassadors come knocking at my door wanting to kind of promote what I do. So that would be kind of the first one that I think of that is kind of outside of marketing. If you're just not good at what you do, it's going to be tough to, to gain ambassadors. That's no, a absolutely. One, a, a good way to go about it already is to kind of jump on social media and see who's already talking about you. Because if you are a big enough brand or a big enough service... Um, people will be talking about mm-hmm. you already. They won't always hashtag you or put, put, put the little at symbol in front of your name or direct it towards you. But there are ways that, that we kind of go about into social media listening. And you can kind of pinpoint who's already talking about your brand or at least who's talking in those circles already. Mm-hmm. And if you know those customers, you can really kind of dig deep and try to you know encourage them, cultivate them. Maybe some exclusive coupons if you have a mailing list Mm -hmm. that's a great way to do it as well right give them that little extra little piece give them something to talk about right no for sure exactly um and you know on the social media side of things you look at um engaging content right people want to sort of interact with you online or um talk with you or talk about you if you do have something engaging to give them so uh, a lot of businesses they don't think about giving, first of all. Yeah. Give mm-hmm. them something, and from there you can sort of build. And one platform I love is Twitter in terms of that. Especially in Edmonton. Brian's mentioned this a yeah. number of yeah. times before. And I've like come to, I didn't believe him at first, but I've come to understand <laughs> that Twitter, for some reason, Edmonton loves to tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge Twitter mecca, a hot spot. Yeah, exactly. Is. And if you're looking at uh, look at things like the marketing power of the retweet, mm. right? A retweet is almost like that's one of the hardest things to get on Twitter because it's almost like an endorsement. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And that's where brand ambassadors, influencers, that's where they come in. Um, like retweets, and this is like science really um retweets have more of a tendency to have links in them for starters Mm -hmm. um so simply put if a tweet has a link in it then it's much more likely to get retweeted Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's something that you can start putting more links in my tweets yeah Yeah, definitely and um what you want to do is to use your audience's interests to your advantage that's okay. how you get them to become ambassadors because even if your 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 business is specific to something those people who are listening to you do have certain interests that you can link to your business mm. so if you learn to do that then you know that's how it goes but one thing which is a no brainer but i promise you nobody does this enough in the business world is just asking people to actually retweet 
because if you've seen lately, um, Twitter has got those polls where you can ask, yeah. where, you, where you can sort of answer questions and whatever. And a lot of people were successful with that. Always put please RT at the end. Fair enough. What's please RT? It's a call to action. It's a please retweet, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you are you are telling people to become ambassadors for the content that you've just put out. Mm-hmm. And without a call to action, how are they going to become ambassadors? Right. I just want to kind of build off your social media on the side of, you know, you got to talk to people, ask for those questions, ask those calls to action and get them to engage and respond in a certain way. I find a lot a lot of times on social media we position it as a conversation am i right mm-hmm. social media is supposed to be a conversation but we as a brand do a lot of talking we don't do a lot of listening mm-hmm. so when you got there's two sides of a conversation you got to kind of listen to your customers as well and that's how the conversation kind of continues it's not just putting out tweets and facebook posts and stuff like that it's responding to people you know coming back and answering questions or you know, just keeping that conversation ball rolling. The more they talk with you, the more they get an idea of your brand, the more likely they are to become brand ambassadors. Yeah. I think building off of what Rodney said too about giving them something, you can give them sample products or services, yeah. whatever the case may be. But there's another thing, and I know from having been somewhat of a brand ambassador when I used to do a lot of blogging, one of the best things you can give brand ambassadors is information and mm. content. So, you know, that's why you see at a restaurant, they invite some influential food bloggers to a special night where they're releasing a new menu. Have you been reading my notes, Brian? <laughs> Looking right across at them. No, I'm not. But you think about what they get. Okay, sure, they get a couple nibbles of some food. But what those bloggers really get is they get that exclusive content, the pictures. And, like, I can show you that I was at a cool event that probably not many other people were, and I am I'm able to share those pictures on my own blog or through my own channels. Now all of a sudden I'm viewed out there as a bit of an insider when it comes to food in Edmonton, etc. And you know, my experience was in the golf business where golf golf companies, although they would give us golf clubs to review, the thing we liked the most was hey, here's an email with some pictures of a golf club that's going to be released in six months. You guys can do whatever you want with them. So, of course, we're going to post them. That was the best content ever because it got me more traffic to my website. I made more money. But that's all it took was here's a little bit of information as a bit of an ambassador. We'll give you this. You do whatever you want with it. And all of a sudden, I'm doing the marketing for for that company. They know I have a target audience on my blog. It's people that would actually buy that golf club. It's it's, it's such a no brainer. Yeah, that yeah. that that exclusive yep. side yep. of things. You guys can't see my air quotes right He's now. He's doing air quotes. <laughs> but that exclusive side of things is brilliant. It gives everybody that little. Well, it gives your blogger or your ambassador. It gives them that little uh, inside tip that mm-hmm. everybody kind of mm-hmm. longs for to know something that everybody else doesn't. Because yeah, how does how does one food blogger differentiate from another food blogger? Well, this one gets into all the cool restaurant openings and has really cool pictures about stuff. If that's my thing, I'm gonna gravitate to that blog before I go to this one. Well, the other one might be great too. I want to see stuff that no one else has seen yet right? yeah absolutely yeah and that's quite interesting um you say that because some notes that i have here you know people just love to be the source of the latest whatever mm-hmm. and you know what that includes special deals and going back to your yes point, um about special deals now special deals are quite interesting in the sense that did you know they offer a form of long tail marketing what right? do you mean by that what i mean by that is you know, when you write uh, a blog post, for example, mm-hmm. 
when you think about it, you want it to do well right then and then, right? Sometimes it carries over for a long period of time. Tell me about it. I blog all the time. <laughs> I want to see thousands of hits within like an hour. It never happens. Exactly. But, but uh, when, it's, when, it's, uh, when it's in the long tail marketing realm, your blog could be doing well for two years, right? But not necessarily getting thousands of hits, but the fact that it's got longevity. Mm. That's what you're looking at. Right? I see. Okay. Exactly. And special deals, that's where they come um, through. Think about it this way. If you know a place where you get, you know, special deals or good deals, I'd, I'd rather say good deals, mm-hmm. right? The one thing when somebody asks you, oh, do you know where I can get a deal for this and this? You'll be like, ah, I know this place. You could have been there on the website or whatever a year ago. Mm-hmm. But because that place, they created a special connection with you as a place where you can get a good deal it comes up when you know there's a trigger. way more than often it's kind exactly. of the digital version of i've got a guy right that's how, <laughs> that's how it works yeah. Yeah. exactly so really like um businesses sometimes just don't realize that these are you know um these are these are these are these are great uh, sort of uh, little things that can make people brand ambassadors for you it's all about the little bit of special. You got to give them something to talk give them about. Something exactly. Absolutely. So if you do have that special deal or that exclusive visit with the new menu or that you know here's here's behind the scenes. Here's the behind the scenes. Here's that ten percent off if you pay cash deal. Mm-hmm. I bet you didn't know that part. <laughs> that's that's the that's the part that gives the ambassador something to share. You're not gonna cultivate them with your like j- just like you would with every other customer, right? You got to give them that little piece, that little incentive, even if they know it or not, to yep. talk about your brand, to talk about your business, to talk about your service. Now, we got a few minutes left here, so let's talk about flipping employees into brand ambassadors. Now, we all know because we work in the digital space that followers and, you know, um, followers and influencers yes (laughs) sorry (laughs) so followers and influence goes a long way on social media if i see one of the big cats from twitter in edmonton preaching about an event or something like that i'm more willing to pay attention because he's a bit of an influencer he knows what he's talking about or she excuse me and maybe i need to get in on this as well so how do we turn employees into a bit of a brand ambassador I think it starts with the culture and the business. Yeah. If people okay. are on board with what you do at a business, they're more than likely going to tell their friends about it. So, I mean, it could be helping you get more business, but I know a big one that we do here is if we know our culture is good and our staff are kind of ambassadors out in the community, mm-hmm. it's way easier to, to bring in new staff too because it's like, it's the same idea as like, instead of I've got a guy, I know someone that works there, it's really good, or I work here, it's a fantastic place, like that kind of idea. So, Without yeah. that good culture, that's kind of like your good product, right? You can't have ambassadors without a good product. You can't really have employee ambassadors if your culture, if, if your business isn't good. Like, if you didn't like your job, why on earth would you tell somebody that they should work there too? That Absolutely, sense, right? Exactly. Well, Brian, you stole my point, but that's fine. I didn't even <laughs> just everybody's notes. any notes today. <laughs> it's fine. So just, just to show that I was a bit more prepared than you, 
Um, I actually have an example of, oh, um, see, of, uh, of how... <laughs> oh, the stats guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney, the Australian stats guy is here. Um, I've got an example of how, you know, like you can facilitate mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. good culture within your business. Now, a well-known boutique allows um, their employees to try on clothes mm. that they sell in the boutique and allows them to post those pictures they take mm. on their Instagram that is pages. Yeah, what is like this? That. What, what, what like is that. this boutique place? Yeah. I just didn't want to name it. All I right. didn't want to give them business <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, you're not being a good ambassador <laughs> by doing that. <laughs> they haven't appealed to but me that's that a, way. Oh, yet. Okay. But that's a really fantastic <laughs> oh, yeah, idea. Totally. Bring your bring your employees into the fold. Let them use the products that you're trying to sell yeah. and have them share them on social media. Look, I got this sweet new shirt on. You can come get it down at uh, Bob's Boutique here. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It makes, it makes it so much easier, right? And just that point of you need to have the right culture because what this boutique um, do is um, good on two levels. First of all, they've got the culture that allows the employees to kind of do that you right. know what I mean mm-hmm. um, on the second level they're actually utilizing available resources to right. make it happen yeah, there's no extra money being spent yeah. no, absolutely <laughs> there, there's absolutely no extra money being spent but you're utilizing your employees followings your your employees influence yep. in a way in, in a very new way that's not necessarily commonplace to a lot of businesses yeah. have your yeah. employees use them have have employee nights let them bring the family in if you have like a play place or a restaurant that's a great way to do it that's a great way to kind of you know foster foster those little seedlings of ambassadors yeah because i think right now what um you know uh, a lot of businesses struggle with is whatever culture they've got is something that was based on the workplace 20 30 40 years ago. right and it's not actually facilitating the type of employee that they have at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they just need to, I guess, get with the times. All right. Well, that was the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. Today we talked about how to build brand ambassadors out of your best customers and your employees. Mm-hmm.